Hey, you're listening to Chew on That, and here's what we're chewing on today. Preparation for this series, or this, this message today, I was looking back over my timeline, and I was looking at people who had significant influence in my life over the years. And I just jotted on that timeline these different people who had influence in my life. I don't know if you've ever done that, but it's really an amazing thing to do, to look at that and see the people who in your life have influenced you or said something to you at just the right time that changed the trajectory of your life or the course of your life, or had an influential word, or maybe a directional word that said, hey bro, go this way. Hey, welcome to Chew On That. I'm Nancy, and if you're joining us for the first time, we this is a podcast where we just dig deeper into the most recent sermon series from the current sermon series happening at Life Church in Green Bay. And this week, we're discussing a sermon from our series in the book of Ephesians, really digging into our identity. And Pastor Barry shared a message this week that was titled, I Am Heard. So we'll talk about some of that today. Again, I'm Nancy, and our guest today is our worship pastor at Life Church, Shelby Cox. Hi, Shelby. Hi. And my coworker, <laughs> which is so fun. I, yeah. lo- I love having, like, I'm excited to have you on the podcast today because we oh, haven't done anything like this I know. before. So I'm really excited about it. So tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do here at Life Church. Oh, my goodness. I didn't prep you for that question. No, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it goes right along with like what this, like what the messages have been about in, yeah. in your um, identity. Sure, I am. Where do I even start? Uh, I'm the worship pastor here at Life Church, and um, it's it's a new role, role for me, <laughs> but not at the same time because I feel like I kind of for the last few years have been stepping toward that anyways, yeah. but, um, but yeah. Um, and I am, uh, married to the children's pastor, the kids pastor yeah. here and we have three kids and, uh, we're just having a good time, having a, having a good old time, <laughs> living the dream, living the but, dream, but for real, like living the dream. I feel like we've had some conversations <laughs> on the side about like your oh, new yeah. title yeah. of being the worship pastor mm-hmm. and like talk a little bit about like that's a, it's new, but you said it's not really new, but it's kind of a dream. Of yeah, yours. it's it's a new title for sure. Um, it's it's so weird because um, I don't, this is kind of like I don't know if, what the right term is oxymoronish yeah. because you you kind of have those certain dreams, but then you really don't ever think that those will ever. Not that you are not capable of accomplishing those dreams, sure. but it just isn't. You maybe Your don't dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if that's the right, like I grew up in a pastor's house. Okay. So you're in pa- a pastor's you're a PK. family. I'm a PK. Pastor's kid. My grandfather is a pastor. Wow. My uncle is a pastor. My dad's a worship pastor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that the, it had always been like ingrained in me and I'd lived a pastor's kid's life for right. so long and right. in, in observing the pastor's life for so long that not until, I don't know, I got older did I ever think that it was a dream of mine. And mm-hmm. so recently when asked like what your, your dream? what your dream is and what your dream job is and, and what are you dreaming about right now, I kind of looked at Dallas and I was like, I'm like in my dream job. But yeah. it didn't occur to me until having to think about that question that like, oh, I really am living 
living the dream, the dream and doing exactly what you've always wanted to be doing. Yeah. And I think it's cool that it just kind of happens mm-hmm. and happened that way. Right. But maybe you never really realized like what that path was going to look like. Cause right. you probably wouldn't have chosen some of the things. No, because for so long, point. for so long, even in internship, I always thought that I would be, I always thought that my calling yeah. was to be the supporter of the family. I always knew okay. that I would be in ministry in some form, yeah. one way or another, because that was what I grew up in. That was my life. That's what I knew. And that's so what I had a passion it. for. Um, but I always thought it would be to support my husband who would be the pastor, the pastor. but not to ever think that I would be right a pastor. Wow. Yeah. That's really neat. And that's like, that's what you're doing. That's what I'm doing. I do feel like it's all going to tie in. Like, I love that we shared a little bit about that in the beginning of the podcast, because um, the message that Pastor Barry did a few days ago was about being heard. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in my head, um, uh, in order to be heard, you need to have a voice. Mm -hmm. And for me, in my head, it kind of just tied together with what worship is. Mm -hmm. And even just in your singing voice and just having that voice to be heard. Um, But then I feel like even as being a worship pastor, you're always um, like making sure that your heart is open to hearing too. And so I think it's really neat how that all kind of ties together. And I think throughout the podcast with some of these clips that we'll listen to, if you haven't listened to Chew on that before, um, basically we'll pull a couple different clips from the message in case you didn't hear it. Or even if you did hear it and there's some stuff that you missed, we'll just kind of dive into um, some of the topics that were covered and kind of how it pertains to our lives and maybe to your life as a listener and just some things to chew on and really get it ingrained in your heart and your head um, to kind of think about what happens on a Sunday morning more than just on Sunday morning for 30 (laughs) minutes. Um, So let's get into the next clip. So Larry said, after I'd stopped in a long Southern draw, he said, who do you think you are? So I was stunned, like I was floored, knocked back, deer in the headlight. Who do you think you are, bro? He said it in the kindest, nicest, most genuine, like disarming way. And I sat there for a minute and he waited. And I I continued to sit and stare at Larry. All the time he was leaned back in his chair, just waiting for me to answer. And finally he said, who do you think you are that God can't forgive you and God can't love you and God can't accept you and receive you like you are to make you something better that he has for you in his plans? Who do you think you are? I love that Pastor Barry kind of shared how he was like taken aback at first. Yeah. Like, who do you think you are? Like, whoa. Hang I was on. too. When he first <laughs> yeah. said that, I was like, oh gosh, that's yeah. bold right there. Who that's do you think so you are? Bold. Can you imagine someone saying that to you too? With without knowing their intent behind the statement. Yeah. It's kind of like, uh yeah. What? yeah. What do you mean? Who do I think I am? Right. For sure. But then as he shares at the end, mm-hmm. uh, his friend Larry was actually saying, like, who do you think you are that God can't love you, Mm -hmm. forgive you, and accept you as you are to make you something better. Yeah, so good. It changes the whole dynamic of that phrase. 
Right. Yeah. Knowing that the intent behind it is to say like, snap out of it. Yeah. Like, why are you thinking so lowly of right. who you are or what your position is? Right. Yeah. And how, how do you feel like, you know, with what you shared earlier, well, I always thought I was going to be the supporting role. And I'm not saying that that's not um, important right? or that that's not someone's calling right. to be the supporting role for someone who's in the ministry. That's super, super important. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's a different, there's something different that happens when you realize maybe that's not where you were supposed to be. And mm-hmm. maybe that's, maybe it's comfortable, right. but then stepping out of your comfort yeah. and into what your calling is. Yeah. And, and how that's been for you, because I feel like there's a, there's a big change there. There was a, there is a big change <laughs> there for sure. Yeah. And I think comfortability has a lot to do with it. I was content in being comfortable and mm-hmm. taking the, um, I guess back seat, mm-hmm. uh, not realizing that God had uh, created me for something totally different. He had bigger and greater, uh, dreams for me. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah, bigger than you even had yeah. like that you, and I think, you know, we talk about that a lot. And and if you're a church person, you probably hear this a lot too, but greater than we can ask, mm-hmm. think or imagine. Right. Um, but sometimes it, it takes something or someone saying, who do you think you are to realize, you know, and, and you even said for somebody to ask you, what are you dreaming? Mm-hmm. Like, what are, what are you dreaming about? Yeah. What are you wanting to happen and then recognizing and realizing like that, that God does have a, you do have a big responsibility, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like what your calling is Yeah. yeah, and recognizing that. But then we even talked about earlier, like just talk a little bit about humility. Cause then there's a, there's a little bit of a, yeah. Humility, insecurity, mm, and yes. kind of how that all ties together. Yeah, yeah. I read that in a little devo. Yeah, that I would that I'm reading and um, talking about, you know, insecurities and um, 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 what's the word that I'm looking for? Well, that that pride is sometimes masked. Yeah, in insecurity. Yeah. Because I'm thinking of this, like, who do you think you are? Because I think you could go two directions. You could go the direction of like, oh, I'm nobody and I don't have anything to give. Right. Or you could go the direction of God is calling me to something bigger and he is asking me to step out of my comfort zone to do more. Right. But then you need to have that balance. Yeah. Which is where the humility comes in. I feel yes. Like. Because I think, because we, we think that we are not confident enough. Mm-hmm. But really, we don't have to have confidence in ourselves. We need to have confidence in God because mm-hmm. he's the one that have, has given us the abilities to do what he's calling us to do. Mm-hmm. He's the one that qualifies us. Right. We don't qualify ourselves. We don't qualify each other. God qualifies us. And one of the sayings that I read in this article was that um, um, he, God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. Mm-hmm. So it's not even, he doesn't even look down and go, okay, this person's qualified to do that, so I'm going to call them to do it now. He right. says, I'm going to call <laughs> you to this, yeah, and you're going to be comfortable where you are at right now, but I see bigger and greater things for you, yeah. and because you have confidence in me and trust in me, I'm going to qualify you mm-hmm. to be able to walk in that calling. Right. So it's that, hum- it's that um, humility piece that allows him to be the person doing the work through you right. versus you thinking that you're 
doing, putting your best foot forward. Right, right. Because it was so interesting to read that, um, that devote too, because it had mentioned that when we, um, when we feel like we're lacking in confidence, what we're doing is we're looking at ourselves yeah. versus looking to God. Yeah. And so that's where the pride comes in. And you don't realize that insecurity is, it says it's, it's pride flipped on its head. Mm-hmm. And uh, I kind of went, oh my gosh, because the last thing anybody wants to do is be prideful, right? right. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's always in the back of your mind going, right. okay, just make sure that you're being humble. Don't uh-huh. be prideful. Don't be prideful. And then you realize you have these insecurities and everybody does. And you mm-hmm. go, oh my gosh, insecurities is actually pride flipped mm-hmm. upside down. <laughs> what in the world? Like, yeah. what do I do? What do I do? But here's the thing. It's always, I'm, I'm saying it. What do I do? What do, what do I, do? I do? What do I do? And that's the problem. Right. Versus going to God and finding my confidence in God, knowing that like, okay, he wouldn't call me to do this mm-hmm. if he didn't equip me with the right tools right. to actually accomplish what he's calling that's me to so do. so good. And I'm hearing you, and, and I know other people might not like understand this or know what I'm saying, but to you, that makes me think of um, just in general, just Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. like being able to step into that and yeah. knowing that it's not a, I'm really good at this, so I'm going to get out here and do it. Right. It's the opposite. It's oh, yeah. like, oh my goodness. Okay. I don't, I don't it's feel a, like I'm yeah. equipped or qualified. I don't but feel you like are. I'm ready for yeah. this. I don't feel like I have the words for this yeah. or I have the, um, Authority, authority to do this. I was yeah. literally just thinking that because yeah. that's, that's what I was studying on this morning was about, mm-hmm. um, you, you have been, you already have been given the authority by God yeah. to do those things. If you're, if you're walking in your calling and you're staying close to him, you're, you have that authority, um, versus feeling like, well, I'm, I need to wait mm-hmm. for someone to tell me, but it all, yeah. it's all the same. Right. Cause then that even goes back to the insecurity thing and, yeah. Yeah. and it's all kind of roped into like a one. vicious cycle. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. So, so many things right. to say to all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's check out the next clip. In fact, Everyone wants to identify with something or someone. Much of the time, they're attempting to be something or somebody that they're not, nor could they ever be. Now, if I said, I identify as right there in my mind, the scroll begins of all the people that I know in my life that say, I identify as this. I identify as that. And that little scroll continues to run. And, and we know, when we look at those people, we know that it's so obviously not true. And we know that it's so obviously sad because there is no way that they even remotely look or identify as what they believe they are. Hmm. Where do you even start with yeah, that? Yeah, I don't, I don't know because... Um, I think it's it's interesting to hear that without like specific examples mm-hmm. of things, but I know that in another, like in the second um, service, mm-hmm. he shared a little bit more about like someone who's maybe identifying as, um, you know, they're maybe 30 years old and they're talking about, well, I was almost a pro football player. Right. Yeah. You know, or I was, I was almost this, or yeah. I was going to go to school to do this. And it's like, are you putting your identity in, in something mm-hmm. that never actually came to fruition? Right. Which is, right. we talked a little bit about that. Yeah. 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 I mean, it even goes back to, uh, talk 
back to like thinking before I was married and before I knew I had this calling to be a worship pastor mm-hmm. um, and identifying with somebody like dreaming about getting married and having the kids in the house with the white picket fence, right? Yeah. The, the American mm-hmm. dream um, and, and identifying with that, but not knowing that God had this whole other plan mm-hmm. um, that he was, he was laying out for me instead. So, so even like identifying with what you think will be mm-hmm. or with what you're desiring yeah. versus what is maybe versus like the position that you're in currently too. Yeah. Um, because I think that's, that's easy to do when you're a dreamer mm-hmm. or when you're a, I mean, any, any female, I feel like we always just wish or dream or imagine what something is going to look like. And when it, and when you're thinking on it or praying on it, you might miss what's right in front of you. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes that's where the identity, like what you had said earlier was that we might put our identity in something that we desire to be, even if we're not there yet. And right. I guess maybe, yeah. maybe that's, maybe that's okay to some extent. Right. If you don't stay there, if you're working towards something, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. otherwise it's really, it's really just about like who you are mm-hmm. in your calling. To- in your calling and who you are in Christ. Right. And the, me- the title of this message is I am heard. Um, and the next <laughs> clip talks a lot about um, really understanding who we are uh, in order to know what he's called us to do. Yeah, yeah. Let me give you the, the definition for identity. It's to establish or indicate who or what someone or something is. It is how we see ourselves. Not only who we are, but why we are. There is a significant human need to understand who we are and how we see and how we understand ourselves. In fact, that's the way God designed us to know who we are, to understand who we are and to operate in that same identity, knowing full well who we are, why we are, why God has called us, and what specifically has He called us to do. Yeah, so is there anything for you, like practically, that you do to remember who you are in Christ? Like yeah. anything daily, or is it just like staying in the Word it is, and it focus? Is. It's staying in the Word yeah. for sure, and always remembering that like it. I don't know. It's easier for me to think of it in a, in a song and who mm-hmm. you say I am, yeah. I am who you say I am mm-hmm. and who, and, and who his word says that I am because his word is his, is his word. Right. But, um, yeah, super important. But one thing that we do, um, with our kids, because it, it's, um, so easy, I think to, to start to forget about our identity in Christ and who God says that we are because we're constantly in the face of who the world is saying Mm -hmm. we're supposed to be or Mm -hmm. we are. And um, so we're constantly trying to remind our kids like who they are. And one way we do that is we ask them every morning, who are you? Mm -hmm. And Kennedy will say, Kennedy Cox, mighty warrior, girl of God. And we say, who, what are you going to do today? Show God's love to my friends and teachers, bring hope to those who need it. 
And we do that every day with each and every one of our kids has their own like little saying because we want them to go to school wherever they're going, knowing like, okay, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. Not who these people in the world say you are. You are a child of God. Mm -hmm. You are God's warrior. Yeah. That's so cool. I had no idea that you did that with your kids. Mm -hmm. What a great start to the day to remind them and to be walking in that first thing in the morning. I feel like some of us probably uh, don't intentionally, I'm saying this for me too, don't intentionally think about that mm-hmm. like at the beginning of the day. Like mm-hmm. it's it's one thing to prayer and you know, to pray and read your devotional and study God's word, but then also to remember like who you are and walking in that. It reminds me of, and I never actually saw the movie, um, like I am seen, like just oh, like the yeah. mantras uh-huh. that people say. And yeah. I feel like we could easily create that, like mm-hmm. what you've done for the kids to be able to have something to be able to remember, like, mm-hmm. and walk that out. Um, I, I thought it was interesting. Uh, somebody asked me one time, like, oh, who are you? And I was like, well, I'm a mom. I'm, <laughs> I'm a wife. I'm, you know, and yeah. I listed yeah. off my roles mm-hmm. of who I am. I didn't list off any characteristics or anything about like being a Jesus girl. Yeah. You know, and so that was like a huge eye opener to like when when somebody asks who you are, you know, Kennedy has that ingrained in her now, you mm-hmm. know. Do you have one for yourself? No. We should though. I'm huh? so I, no, I knew I was kind of putting you on the spot by asking because I'm like, <laughs> I wonder if she because I I don't. I, but, I don't either. But I really, yeah. really love the idea for the kids. Yeah. Um, and it's making me think maybe I need to do that for myself and just remind myself of who I am in Christ. Yeah. That's what this whole series has been about. Yeah. Um, and, and just to remember that and walk in that, obviously scripture is full of it too, but just to have something simple to remind yourself. And so maybe that like as a listener, maybe you're like, that's super cheesy, but that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. For someone, it might be helpful, you know, to, to remember and to like be grounded and centered in, in that. Yeah. And to remind yourself in the morning. Cause a lot of it's a mindset thing too. And there are days that they go to school and you can tell that they just said the words just to say the words. Cause Mm -hmm. they, cause it was, cause it's habit now to say the words they haven't memorized. They know what to say. And then there are days when they say it and you know that they mean it or when they come home and they tell you like, mom, this happened at, at school today. Um, I took my friend to the counselor or I, I was this for this person. Mm -hmm. And and you get to hear those stories and, and realize like, oh yeah, she really is living out. She is a warrior of God. She is living out that she knows she has this identity in God. Right. Such a cool thing. And so practical, like so applicable Mm -hmm. that all of us could do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if we want our kids to know, who, who they are and what their identity is in God. I mean, we have to tell them, right? right. Otherwise Just they're going to be, it out. they're going to be told who they are. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. You can't see this. <laughs> you can't see it, but they're going to be you told who they are. Yeah. By, 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 um, by the world. Yeah. And right. the world's standards aren't the standards that we live by. Um, and yeah. So mm-hmm. if they're not going to hear it from us, who are they going to hear it from? Yeah. So good. So who do you hang around with? Who do I hang around with? Who is it that you listen to? Who is it that is one of the chief influencing voices in your life? 
I just want to throw this out to you about influencing voices. Some of us strive to sit at tables. To be heard or to have a voice. But those are the same tables Jesus wants to flip over in our lives. Okay, I loved I love Pastor Barry. Mm-hmm. He is a huge fan of TikTok. Like if <laughs> yes, you if you didn't know that. And he's so good at it. He's too. so good at it. If you didn't know, Pastor Barry loves TikTok and he's on TikTok. Um, and he just like, so when he said that in the second service, um, what was it? Jesus wants to flip over the tables that you want to see that. Yeah. Yeah. He said it way better than that. He did. Um, he was like, that's TikTokable. Yeah. And it was so great. Cause I'm like, it's it so TikTokable. It what, what did so you, good. because I feel like there's, there are different ways and, and Pastor Barry left it a little bit open to interpretation, mm-hmm. but what does, what does that mean to you? Like when you heard him yeah. say that. Um, you well, know, some of us yeah. want a seat at a table that's not, that's not intended f- for us. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was kind of like, I don't, I don't, I didn't quite, I didn't quite get what he was getting at in that yeah. moment. Yeah. But, um, so the first thing I thought of when I heard him say that whole, that whole thing mm-hmm. was, um, a a quote that I know pastors used before by um, Jeannie Mayo, who is this like major um, youth pastor or used to be this major youth pastor for so, so many years. Mm -hmm. And she always would say, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Mm -hmm. And it is so true. And I think, I think what he's talking about is when you're choosing a table, when you're choosing people in your life who maybe don't um, have the same values that you do, Mm -hmm. um, and are causing you to go in one direction when God's wanting you to go in a different direction. Yeah. Those are the tables that he wants to flip upside down, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, right. And, and he, he did share at the beginning of that clip too, um, that you're, I mean, yeah, to your point, your identity or oftentimes even what you were saying about the kids is determined by who you're around. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that totally makes sense. So if you're sitting at a table that, that God doesn't intend for you to be at, he'll right. come and be like, nope, yeah, <laughs> flip them over. These yeah. aren't the people for you. And that's, um, I shared an article or we shared an article amongst the staff. Um, mm. And something that was in there was uh, from Carrie Newhoff. And it shared a little bit about like, you're not intended to have like 150 relationships that are really, really close. Right. Um, we're created for like three to five really close relationships and then 15 to, you know, 20 where it's like the next level of your like inner circle. Right. Um, and then after that is like 150, Mm -hmm. like that's your max. Yeah. But we do live in a world right now where there are so many voices and because of technology and social media and all of the things we're being bombarded by so many different voices that we almost can't, we need to be intentional about filtering that out and realizing like, Oh, I have 700 and you know, 750 followers. I need to listen to everything that they want and do everything that they say. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's not the voice that we should be listening to. Right. Um, but when we surround ourselves with a close knit group, you know, and we know that they're, they all have the same values, like mm-hmm. what you were saying. Like that's really the people that should have an influence in your life and that's going to help to create 
or mold what your identity is right. in the world separate from who you are in Christ. Right. Right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great explanation of the flipping the tables thing. Because when I first heard that, I was like, it's super TikTokable. But then I was like, I needed to <laughs> slow down mean? a minute and think like, what does that actually mean? Yeah. Just because in the moment when I heard it, I was like, I, I didn't quite catch like what he was saying behind it. But I think it's exactly what what you were saying as far as that. And then um, we hunger to be heard. That mm-hmm. was another yeah. um, point that I had there where it's like uh, sitting at a table wanting to be heard. In order to be heard, you have to have a voice mm-hmm. and you have to say something. And that was kind of what tied together just with worship in general too, yeah. like being able to to have that voice and, and to be at a table where you know that you will be heard. Right. Because that's right. also something that, you know, pastor shared too. Yeah. That ties into the next clip, so let's check it out. Maybe that's you. Maybe somebody said to you, you should be seen and not heard. Maybe somebody in your life shuts you down to try to control you or hurt you or snuff you or compartmentalize you intentionally or unintentionally. Maybe Maybe they were the ones We're not talking about they this morning who did it. We're talking about maybe that's you who were told children should be seen and not heard. Because that's not God's intention at all. In fact, it's totally the opposite. God intended for all of us, not only to be seen, but to be heard and to have a voice. Because to be heard, you have to have a voice. To be heard, you have to speak. You have to seek to speak. I love that he shared that. That was so good. I, I really did. I loved that clip because I feel like, I mean, he shared a little bit about, you know, children should be seen and not heard in, mm-hmm. in his story and his timeline and what that looks like for him and what he heard from his family. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes me think of what he said there about like, whose voices are you listening to? Mm-hmm. And almost for me, at least more importantly, uh, are there voices from your past that you're listening to that doesn't serve a purpose anymore. It's not, right. it's not something that you should still have in the back of your head. Yeah. And I know for me, that's the case. You know, I, I don't know. I, when he had said the whole, um, children should be seen and not heard thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of went, I remember that feeling as a kid and I don't ever recall anybody ever telling me that, Mm -hmm. that children should be seen and not heard, but it was always just me. I, I was always an observer. Yeah. And so I always was just naturally like not heard Yeah, because I was, I felt like I got more out of the conversation if I just was quiet. Mm -hmm. I got more details. I got Mm -hmm. more information Mm -hmm. if I wasn't heard. And, um, so I found that very interesting um, do you feel like because of that, you don't voice your thoughts? Like, because yeah, you're more of a listener than I a, think so. than like, cause he's saying like, you have to strive to have a voice, Yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. do you feel like that's the case for you? Yeah. I think it, I think for a very long time and even still, I wouldn't say that I'm a huge talker. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think like one-on-one. We have a great conversation. Maybe sometimes. I don't know. I I definitely know like more recently I have started to take steps outside of of that comfort level for me. But naturally I am um, a much, 
I, I'm more of a listener. Mm-hmm. Um, and even when I feel like I have an opinion, mm-hmm. I don't share my opinion right. because of being the observer yeah. for so long. And, and again, finding comfort in just observing. Yeah, I felt right. safer mm-hmm. just observing. Cause then when you share your opinion, you've opened yourself up to everybody else's opinion. Mm-hmm. So it makes you more vulnerable right. to what everybody else is thinking or right, saying. Exactly. Yeah. And so I think I got comfortable in that, but, but because I got comfortable in that, I never, um, exercised that muscle yeah. of, you know, Speaking up, speaking up, mm-hmm. and having a voice in certain circumstances, and so I think for me personally, it that's what makes um, worship more important mm-hmm. to me because I have I haven't uh, exercised that muscle like I said for so long that I don't at times go, God, I'm feeling something, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to tell you what it is. And so in worship, that allows me to take in the words that we're singing of Mm. this song and allowing it to speak through me and having a moment, an intimate moment with God that way. Yeah, that's so cool because I was, I was going to be asking you like, how, how do you feel like in a meeting Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> speaking from experience, but in a, in a meeting or something where you might not feel like you have uh, anything to add or mm-hmm. a voice or an opinion to share because you're observing. But then I feel like there's like such a, I just want to say this word, there's such a juxtaposition. <laughs> I just wanted to say that word. Um, between that and getting out on the platform and singing, and we've joked before, like how easy it would be, how easy it it seems to me, at least, for you to stand on the platform and sing a song. Well, I, that's because when you're speaking, you're speaking your own words. Okay. You're speaking yeah. your own opinions at times. When you when I'm out on the platform and I'm leading and in, 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 in worship, mm-hmm. I'm not... In they're a not place, your, they're yeah. not my words. They these are biblical truths. These mm. are God's words. And so, and I'm allowing these words to flow through me in that moment during, through the music, through um, the atmosphere and everything that's being created there. And so it's not about me. Mm -hmm. It's about God. And, and that's a moment that I have with him. Yeah. That's really cool. I love, I love hearing you talk about how you see worship, like how you think about it. I shouldn't say how you see it. Um, but, but what goes into your thought process of it and even just the idea of, and we talk about this a lot, like as a church, um, who you say I am, like that's mm-hmm. a big song that we've done. And we're doing that because it's kind of, it's almost, I mean, you can speak to this better than I can, but those are words that we want our congregation to yeah. know and believe and have as their voice in their head because it's truth. Right. So I feel like you put a lot of thought into like as the worship pastor. Well, I look at that song Mm -hmm. as the, um, almost, almost the same way as I look at what we do with our kids in the morning. Mm -hmm. I want you to remember that this is who you are, that this is who God says you are. So say this with me Mm -hmm. and believe this, Mm -hmm. that you are, who God says you are, yeah. you know, you're chosen. You're not forsaken. Mm-hmm. You're who God says you are, not who the world says you are. For my kids, you are a child of God. You are a mighty warrior. Mm-hmm. You're not who the world says, but you will go into the world 
right. to bring light. Yeah. But you're not who the world says you are. Mm-hmm. So believe this truth. So good. Yeah. Preach it, Pastor oh. Shelby. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we don't say, I, I feel like we say worship pastor mm-hmm. and we say Shelby. Yeah. But I don't know if you're called Pastor Shelby often enough. So I'm going to start doing that around <laughs> the office. I'm like, Pastor Shelby. Can you come hither? <laughs> we also joked about that. Can we do the whole podcast <laughs> with an accent, please? An accent, it would go very oh wrong very quickly. But, I mean, we're kind of wrapping up, but your husband is so good at accents. I know. <laughs> like, we yeah. were kind of like, uh, what's the, not challenging, we were kind of like asking him to do a bunch of different ones the yes. other night. And he just kind Perform, of- Perform, little yeah, froggy. We were like, yes. say all of the things. Australian and yeah. Irish and, yeah. oh my gosh. So, But then one He's of them fun. like turned into Count Dracula or something. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that <laughs> Oh, Shelby, thanks for, oh. Pastor Shelby, thanks for being on the podcast. Yes, it was really course, fun. Yeah. I always love having good conversation mm-hmm. with you and it was even more fun to let everybody else in on- some of our conversations. So it was super fun. Thanks for being here. Yeah. And thanks for joining us today on this episode of Chew on That. If you enjoyed this episode, think that maybe somebody that you know might benefit from some of the stuff that we talked about, um, please share the link to this podcast on your social media platforms. You can be the voice that people are listening to in a good way. You can uh, tell people that they need to hear this. Um, so we'd also love it if you would rate and review review this podcast uh, because the more people that hear it, the more people are exposed to the life-giving message of Jesus. I'm Nancy, and we can't wait to talk with you again next week. Oh,